Welcome back to Dial H for Heroclix. This is episode 253. I'm your host, Chris Britton. So let's go. Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of your latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Also, remember, you can use code DIAL5 at checkout on Cool Stuff to get 5% off of your order. So that's not nothing, guys. Uh, joining me in the studio this week is not my sexy ranch and co-host, uh, Though last week's episode was was quite enjoyable, I did want to throw that out. Thank you, Simeon, for coming on. Um, we have the man, the myth, the legend. You've heard his name about a billion times. Uh, it's going to be none other than Jedi Legend. Welcome aboard, man. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Now, normally we like to start off with what made us happy this week. So I'll go ahead and start us off, and then you can follow right behind me, Mr. Sure. Legend. Mr. Legend. <laughs> um <laughs> So just a little bit of cleanup so you guys know the reason why I wasn't on last episode is because I was in full swing of a move, and you guys know how moves are. Those can last forever. One of the days, uh, Jaylene and I ended up moving for like 15 hours straight. It was pretty atrocious. That was the day that we normally record on. So uh, Calder was gracious enough to take over for that day and cover for me, so I really appreciate that. But the move is over. And I'm super happy that it is over. Um, I got my new command center all set up, and I just posted a picture on Twitter if you guys want to go on there and see what my setup looks like for recording and things. Um, today, I got to go and see the movie Shazam, which ended up being very good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a nice little popcorn flick, and uh, really, it was a feel-good movie. really liked it. And then the last thing that made me happy this week was... Um, back in the day, I was a huge Left 4 Dead player um, on the Xbox. We would just have, like, you could have two split screen on one TV, and, but you could hook up, like, multiple Xboxes and, and have, like, pizza parties and crap, and we'd all get drunk and play Left 4 Dead and stuff together. So, um, th obviously, a new one is not coming out, but I found out that they are making a new game, and it comes out this week called World War Z, which is effectively, it's Left 4 Dead 3 without being called Left 4 Dead 3. I'm super excited to jump back into it in like a new version of the game with updating graphics and stuff like that. So if there's anybody else out there that is getting the game and playing it on PS4, let me know. We might be able to sit down and kill some zombies together. I think that'll be pretty fun. Uh, what about you, Jedi Legend? What made you happy this week? What made me happy? I was not there. So what have we got? It started off on a bit of a low note, as you know. So um, my ball was a bit poorly, but they did all the tests and he came through and it was just a stinker of a virus. So he came out on top, which is nice and bounced back. Uh, then I was off for Easter. Um, I actually got a brick. I decided to plump in for a rebirth brick. So I've got that to look forward to when it finally arrives. Um, and we bought our Comic-Con tickets for London. Oh, so, that's sweet. What? Yeah, so loads going on. Did you get to open your brick already? It hasn't arrived yet because we're in the U. We're in the UK, so I think I said this on Twitter. Like, I read all about it. Everyone's like, "Yeah, oh, it's great. Oh, let's do swaps. Oh, I finished swapping now," and I'm still sitting here going, "Hmm, I would love to see what the packaging looks like." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, 
You know, I, I really wish that WizKids would do a little bit better of a job when it comes to shipping over to Europe because there's a huge fan base over there. And, I mean, we've got multiple listeners over there and multiple players over there that are – it's so late. I feel it really bad for you guys. It always, like, what, a month behind everybody else half the time at least? <laughs> It can be, and if um, because it's a bit rarer now in the UK, and I'm in kind of a black spot for Heroclix now, which is a real shame. So for me, I could probably add on like another week. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Oh, so actually, what time is it right there for you? Thank you for, for me, coming on, by the way. Yes, yeah, no, it's I'm a night owl, so it's good for me. Uh, we're five past midnight. Oh, okay, it's a little late for me. For me, it's. 7 p.m. So uh, <laughs> just let mm-hmm. you guys know the, the, the time. I feel your pain. Yeah. So thank you for coming on. But um, we did get a boatload of new sculpts, and it is going to make the DC fans out there exceptionally happy. So let's get into the news section. We can talk about that. All right, OP kits. Some people really, really like them. Some people could just live without them entirely. That's fine. But we did, and I kind of have to throw this out there. Like, I'm just surmising that all of these got approved by DC reps at the same time. And then it was just like, yeah, WizKids, you can put all this information out there. So we got this dump of, like, pretty much all of, like, next year's OP kits. So we're going to go through the sculpts on the OP kits uh, month by month, but we don't really know which month is which month. So these could be mm-hmm. all kinds of out of order, uh, and then we'll just we'll talk about them uh, as we go through. Are there any particular ones that you wanted to talk about, Jedi Legend? So the first one's up, because I'm a bit of a cherry picker nowadays with the clicks. So the one that stood out to me was check out that John Jones sculpt. I mean, that oh, yeah. he's back. He's back is the first thing, but look at it. It just literally woke up going, mm-hmm, I have arrived. So um, some people online, I think, mistook this for the animated series John Jones. Um, okay, yeah. And it, it's not, I think I think it's, uh, now I'm not much of a huge DC aficionado, but it does look like one of his original costumes, like from back in the day. Is that Does that sound right? The look they've gone for is the same look as he has in the cartoon, but the sculpt and the cut, isn't the cartoon look? Does that make sense? I mean, I'm just going to take your word for it. <laughs> yes, but like, hasn't got like the, the, you know, they've all got like the really chiseled jaws and stuff like that. He looks a bit more fluid, like you'd see in the comic. But the right. the dress is the yeah, the, the cape, the cross, the pants, the boots. That's pretty close to the uh, the cartoon. Uh, so do you want to tell me uh, what else came in that particular OP kit? Because the, the pictures that they released, they released them in groups of three. So we're guessing mm-hmm. that these are the other pieces that are going to be in that month's OP kit. Sure. Okay, so they're going to go in threes. So we're going to start with that one. Again, this is not in month order because we have no idea. So along with John Jones, you've got – it's a reused Batman sculpt. I can't remember if the color's the same or not. So Batman's in it. And then you've got a new Despero. I haven't seen yeah, him for a bit. Yeah, sweet. Um, mm. So it is going to be – that's the Trinity War Batman sculpt, I believe. And then mm-hmm. the Despero is the the Mohawk-looking one, which, by the way, I did not know this, but uh, Despero has not always had that Mohawk uh, facing that direction in, in his art. Did you know that? 
I did not know that. So this was yeah. a character I know from Clicks. So I kind of see two incarnations of him. That's the one I familiarize with. So this one is way cooler, by the way. Like mm. they definitely made a good design choice on Despero as a character to make the mohawk for, like front facing because it, it used to be like a fan across his head, where you could just see the whole thing flat across his head. It was like it's pretty dumb looking. If you right, like, pretty dumb. <laughs> So that's one of them. Um, let's go to one that actually I know is going to make a lot of people happy out there, and that is if you are a Green Lantern fan. We got a new Guy Gardner, uh, a new Kyle Rayner, and a new John Stewart. And John Stewart's my boy. He's my favorite Green Lantern. So I'm really excited to see that. Um, I, it looks like the John Stewart, I think, is a reuse of a sculpt, and so is the Guy Gardner. And those are from, I think, the um, – is it War of Light? Pretty sure it's War of Light that the sculpts are used from. Again, I'm a bit, a bit weaker on that and the sets and who comes from where because there's so many of the Green Lanterns now. But um, the John Stewart recognized Guy God, there's not very many of him, so I'm surprised he didn't stand out. I've still got the Bazooka guy, though. Oh, that's a good one, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that will probably never put that down. And I... In the future, if anybody wants to do a casual comparisons where we just do Guy Gardner, I'm pretty sure we all know that the the winner of that one's going to be <laughs> Bazooka Guy Gardner. So we can just go ahead and skip that. So yeah, you know what? Officially, hey, good job, Guy Gardner. Your official casual comparisons Dial H HeroClix winner is going to be Bazooka Guy Gardner. Uh, but I am a really big fan of John Stewart, so I think that will be really cool. You want to hit us with the next slide? Next slide. So on my one, I've got. Is this the the Atlantis one, the Atlantis one, yeah? Sure. So, ah, oh, this is a tough one for me. You've got Mera. She looks pretty sweet, bursting out of the water. That looks quite good. I'm interested in the generic. He's probably like the second one I want to know more about, a generic and an OP kit I thought was interesting. So and then, it, this might be, and I, I don't want to misstep, but I think that this is the first time we've had two generics in an OP kit. Ah, so Big Teeth Fish Guy is a generic. See, I wasn't sure. Yeah, that's so that's going to be Trench. I assumed uh, Trench, okay. Yeah, so that's Trench, or one of the Trench, um, which, by the way, he was, or they were, in the new Aquaman movie. Not too much in the spoiler territory. Like, you kind of, <laughs> you kind of felt like that was going to come, right? Like, that's not ruining anything. Um, yeah. Super cool in that freaking movie. Like, that, that was really awesome. Um, and then the other one looks like just a generic Atlantean. Hmm. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they're a named character by the looks of it, but I quite like it. What do you think they're going to do different with Amara? I don't think they do anything different with oh, I guess they're gonna, it's going to be film, isn't it? They're going to kind of loosely base it off the film if they can. Sure. So she'll be, and again, the female thing is pretty pretty hot right now. I think she'll have, uh, you know, if she's next to Aquaman, she's capable of this and he's capable of that. I reckon they'll like tie the two together a touch. We'll see. It, I mean, it's probably going to be your typical like telekinesis thing because mm. that seems to be every single time they make a Mera, that's what she does. Because I mean, she has hydrokinesis, right? She controls water, mm -hmm. so that makes sense. Um, let's move on. I like the this. This is actually um, my favorite one out of all of the OP kits that got spoiled. We got uh, a new Green Arrow, and it looks like one of his old school costumes next to a Black Canary next to. Uh, I, oh my god, I forgot his name. Is this Hellcat? Is that Hellcat? I think it, I think Wildcat, it is Wildcat. Wildcat. Wildcat, Wildcat. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty sweet. I, I'm, I'm really liking him. I've always liked him as a character since the animated show. I thought that was really cool just because, like, he's the 
the older grizzly, you know, like he's seen some crap in his day, fist fighter boxing guy, and he's just okay. like a nice mentor to some of these other heroes, like Black Canary, for example. So I always thought he was really cool. Um, okay, which which um cartoon was that? Which animated? Oh, so that would have been the Justice League cartoon, Justice League Unlimited. Uh, okay, I didn't see him in that. I saw him in Brave and the Bold. <laughs> he's kind of funny in that. <laughs> right on, right on. And I think we have one more. OPK. And there's one more that I'm aware of. So yeah, this is the if you if you love your Gotham, this is for you. Batman again. He's in the more of the more of a combat pose. I think it's the shifting focus, punchy punch Batman, not the real full on fighter Batman. Yeah, definitely a different Batman than the. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that other ones, the Trinity War, like New 52 Batman, and this yep. is not that Batman. But I'm really not sure which one it is. It kind of world's resists, finest, I think. Is it world's finest? Okay. I think um, yeah yeah. Very reminiscent of like a 90s Batman outfit mm-hmm. instead of uh, the newer one with the, the sleeker design. Um, what else is in there? Then you've got like – I'm going to leave one till last. Then you've got Poison Ivy. She's in a, a classic pose there. I can't remember which sculpt it's from or which, sorry, which um, set it's from rather. But she's in the – she's got the flesh tone, the ginger hair, and you know, the, the, the green leggings, the boots, and the kind of like leafed bodice. So she'll be kind of standard I guess. But the one's interesting, new sculpt, by the looks of it, I don't recognize it. Catwoman, goggles up, whip in one hand, bag of loot in the other. Now, I, I kind of wonder, is this going to be a bad Catwoman, or is this going to be a good Catwoman? Because, you know, they always make her one or the other. She's mm-hmm. either, like, Batman family or not, and it, it's pretty much all they ever do with the character. Yeah, it took a while for Catwoman to come back out, and then we've had quite a few of her. So, with this one... In the comics at the minute, well, I'm not up to date on it, but she is on the team. But she's got a bag of swag, so it looks like she's leaning towards the dark side. Maybe she's stealing? Do you remember yeah. the, uh, what was the one that was really, really popular? I think it was in, like, the 10th anniversary where she could steal people's relics and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. I think I think that's one I've just decided to, like, rotate out. Do you remember she... when relics were a thing, actually? <laughs> super vaguely i didn't get heavily into relics but um yeah she could go in and she could decide that if you had one it was hers that's the beginning of the game and yeah. after that point off she goes so that was quite sweet. nice yeah maybe yeah, uh maybe we can get a new kind of updated version of what that one did and instead of you know yoinking people's relics maybe she can yoink everybody's new objects that they're carrying around or something like that i i think that would be a nice way to just bring back that pretty much same mechanic and it be useful and people wouldn't complain about it yeah yeah i think it was the um, the batman set and she was quite helping it was like she couldn't help herself at the beginning of a turn and if she was adjacent to someone she could just nick their relic yeah. it was as simple as that she just took it out of the game good stuff it really made turn her into a target so i mm. guess we will see on this upcoming op kit uh, it, it just kind of makes me wonder why. Why did they release all of these OP kits at the same time? I think there's a lot of cry because if you are reading up and you're following it, DC is not getting as much love and the DC fans are crying out for it and they've been nothing released. And then all of a sudden, wham, like all these DC characters started coming through like fast and furious. So I think just giving the fans something of what they want. I think it's like a sweetener pill. Shut up for a while. Here, take this. <laughs> <laughs> it very well could be. I'm anxious to see if – because we don't know. I mean it's pretty early in 2019, and mm. we don't know for sure if there's not something else DC-related that is going to come out later this year. We could get lucky, 
I don't know. There's no information out there to say otherwise. So maybe don't don't be too down on it, you know, if you're a big DC guy or girl out there. And uh, maybe they'll come out with something and impress you later on in the year. We can hope. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's still early, I say. So we get very limited DC this time. There's a bit more to shine through. And I love Batman, but I think let's give some of the other characters a bit of shine time. True. Okay, well, we do know that there is the uh, OP kit details are out for July's OP kit. Um, we are what, – what are we getting? We're getting Baron Mordo and the Fear Lords, which is actually pretty sweet. And the reason why – because, like, Baron Mordo, he's okay. That's not really why I care about this OP kit. Uh, <laughs> the, the character that I really care about in this OP kit other than Baron Mordo is uh, Nightmare. I think they've only ever made, like, two of him in the history of Heroclix. Yeah. And, one was right back at the beginning as well. Like, a unit yeah, from really. Infinity the thing, Challenge. The thing about the character is every t- they've only made two of them, but both of them were good. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember playing people playing against me, because I never actually owned that uh, Nightmare, but people would play that Nightmare against me. I'm like, man, this re- this guy really lives up to his name. And that was my first experience with the character Nightmare. I didn't, I, you know, I never read a comic book with him in it. I didn't even know he existed until this game. And then I start playing this game, and people are like, and I'm like, who's that guy? And, and he, he would kick my butt. So I'm hoping they stick with that, like, little try and true uh, nightmare little thing that they've got going on and just make him like a really good nightmare. That'd be pretty sweet to me. Yeah. I and mean, both incarnations so far were absolute nightmares. I mean, he's got really high stats. If I can remember correctly, even the infinite challenge one is I mean, today's game. It's like 14 or something ridiculous, like a 13 or 14 straight off the bat. Yeah. It's dumb, but it was really cool. Really fun mm-hmm. to play against back in the day. Uh, the third character that is going to be in this is a character called Dweller in the Darkness, and I did take the time to look this up because I didn't know who it was. Uh, long story short, he, he's another nightmare demon. Uh, I did pull up his biography just in case you were wondering um, from Wikipedia. It says, the Dweller in Darkness is a demon from the dimension Everine. I'm not really sure how to pronounce that, but um, he is a <laughs> he's a demon – like Nightmare. Uh, the Dweller became shunned by his people for following the way of the Shamblu. Like Nightmare, the Dweller feeds on the fear of living beings. Both Fear or fear both increases his powers and keeps him alive. And the way he kind of looks, and they didn't really make him look this way a lot in the sculpt from what I'm seeing, but if anybody out there plays um, D&D, uh, oh my god, what are those things called? They look like Cthulhu. But walking around, they're like face, uh, like their their heads are big and bulbous, like <laughs> like Cthulhu's head. They got tentacles coming from there. Mind flayers, bam, there it is. Uh, he looks like a mind flayer, but made into uh, Marvel version. So that's kind of what he does. And I'm genuinely looking forward to that, just because I don't think that we've ever had him as a character. So that's nice. But then Baron Mordo also has not gotten very much love over the years. So out of characters that they could have made in an OP kit. Very strange what they chose, but I'm really liking it. Mm. Strange but different, and I think different is definitely good because there's so many Avengers and so much Batman. So to kind of see some sideways characters that don't really come around all that often, I think it's a good move. 
Yeah, he gets me interested. And I, I'm not even like a massive Baron Mordo fan, but I'm like, okay, let's see this one. Let's, what can he do? What can he, what's, he, oh, what's his friend do? What's going on here? It almost brings up that argument, like, do you make an OP kit full of characters that people know and will seek out and try to get and win? Or do you make characters that no one has ever even heard of? And, like, I'm a huge Marvel guy, but I, I've never heard of this Dweller guy. So, mm. I, like, it forced me to seek it out, but a lot of people don't care about the background information. But are they going to show up to the shop because they're like, man, I really want this Dweller for any reason other than... Like, unless it just happens to be meta, which I guess is possible, but unlikely. Mm. Yeah, I mean, for me, if it, Heroclix has expanded my knowledge of some of the extended universe, like DC or the Marvel stuff that I don't know about. So there's characters in my collection now that I really know more about through clicks. And it's characters like that. You, know, you could throw in, like, a Captain America. Like, hey, I'll be on board. Yeah, he's cool. Oh, but I'm interested in another one now because it's also in the OP kit. And if it plays well, if you can park it on a team... If it holds its own, it's quite interesting. But do I seek it out? No, I don't know the character. Yeah, I'm. There are people out there that just collect because they like collecting. Mm-hmm. So you know they're going to show up just so they can be like, well, I need that dweller because I don't have a dweller and they've never made a dweller before. So, I mean, there's all kinds of reasons people might go get it, but I just don't feel like probably. They're going to show up because they're like, oh, my God, I love Dweller. He's such a good character. I can't wait to have him. Like, that's not going to happen. But I really – I want to commend WizKids for at least, you know, they took a chance on this random probably like D – hell, it's probably like a Z-list character that no one even knows about. But now you do, at least. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you at least know a little bit more than probably your average player about uh, Dweller uh, yeah, I know more about it now than I did like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I didn't even know it right, he- existed, put it that way. All right, well, uh, I think there's going to be good things to come this year on that, and especially if WizKids keeps up with this, uh, just taking chances on OP kids. Uh, DC is a lot more stringent, as we all know, on what they what gets made into clicks and what doesn't, versus Marvel is kind of more laissez-faire, just like do whatever mm. you want part of the time. It's probably why we have a flaming ghost rider mammoth now, which is sweet. Uh, but, you know, it's whatever. Also, we have a new Lavandra with that con exclusive. And I was like, did we really need that argument? Nah, no, not really. But now we have one. So. I heard you guys talk about it last week. And I thought the same sort of thing. Like, it's great because the flaming ghost rider, people have been asking for it for ages. And I'm not, again, ghost rider is not my thing, but he's quite a cool character. And I was like, ah, oh, flaming mammoth. Oh, that'd be good to see. Even I'm interested in seeing that. And then like, I'm an X-Men fan. So I'm like, cool. Lelandra's back. There's not very many of her. Whereas most people are like, they couldn't care less. She's like bird alien woman. Like for me, I'm like, yeah, but that's Xavier's wife. You know, that's like, it's a big thing. She owns an army and stuff. So it all, she doesn't do as cool of a thing. She, the old one, the one from the, what was the X-Men set with all the team bases? Uh, kind of, I think I steered a little bit clear of the team bases one. Gotcha. Well, okay, so if you were of the mind to play Lalandra and you want to put her on a theme team, there aren't too many theme teams you would want to put her on, and you're going to put her on, like, a Shi'ar theme team. Mm-hmm. And she did one thing, and that was the ability to teleport a Shi'ar across the map right next to her. <laughs> and the thing was, because, like, the way the rules work is you could – teleport the team base across the map with wow. Lelandra. So you're like, 
if you are going to play a Lalandra, you're probably going to play like a Shi'ar theme team, maybe. Uh, and if you are, then you're going to use that one. So, like, why did we need this con exclusive that arguably does not do as cool of a one thing? She's a one-trick pony for sure, but mm. holy cow, is that trick awesome. Yeah, I can't remember what the new one does. What does she do? I can't even remember. I just, That's no. how un, unimpressed I was uh, with what the okay. new one yeah. did. So, you know, I like because it, obviously neither one of us were on last episode. We didn't get to talk about the con exclusive. <laughs> so this is this is all way of talking about the con exclusive. Anything else about the con exclusives you want to mention before we we move on? Oh, from last week. Uh, I mean, there were some really sweet ones in there. Like I said, even if you know of the character or don't know too much about it, like dupe on a motorcycle with a tiger. Crazy. I mean, that looks so cool. Again, I'm not. I've never think I've ever read a comic with Doop in it, but that was such a cool little sculpt. His little face, like mm, looking all mean on the bike. So I thought that was pretty funky. Um, so uh, Doop ended up getting used quite a bit in the Wolverine and the X Men title when mm-hmm. that was a thing. So, and I read it, and that was honestly my first interaction with Doop as a character because he's just used so infrequently in the comics that you just you never know when he's going to pop up. So all of a sudden he pops up in Wolverine and the X-Men, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is fun. I've never read about Dupe. And then you start really liking Dupe because you realize you don't take the character seriously. Like, he's such a joke. <laughs> um, so for us to get a, uh, a sculpt with him riding a motorcycle with a, with a tiger on the back of it, this is pretty comic accurate Like as far as don't take the character seriously at all. Why would Dupe be riding a motorcycle? He doesn't even have legs and can touch – you know the clutch so like what <laughs> so like that did whatever, doesn't doesn't matter <laughs> has a tiger on the back doesn't matter uh-huh. so i was pretty excited about that uh, uh, it's a new lobo wasn't there? a new lobo in there yeah that looks sweet that looked mean. with a pop-off pog dog oh, oh. i'm so glad they're bringing those back man those po- I've, I've mentioned this before on the podcast i just love when they do these pop-off pogs Yes, I think I'm on a mind where they have a really great idea and they don't apply it where it should be applied. And you just kind of think, oh, they've forgotten about it. And then just suddenly pops back up like, yeah, but you didn't do it on this guy. Why didn't you do it on this girl? Oh, it would have been so cool if you could do this and they could produce a, oh, an actual 3D figure. Oh, you missed the mark again. Oh, it's so Heartbreaking. cool, though. It, it, it is cool. Any time that I've seen a character that has a pop-off pog, play it's always ended up generally being pretty cool because there's always like this one two punch that you can do with these characters and i've done them a lot specifically with red wolf from the avengers set because man you just you charge with red wolf and you just smack somebody in the face and then you pop off the wolf all of a sudden (laughs) and it's like by the way i have a wolf too and man that was such good times (laughs) so any any time that they do that with a character, I'm always a really huge fan. Uh, the new Mastodon that's on fire, Ghost Rider, um, as soon as I saw that, it inspired me to actually go back and, and try to read the comics with with the Avengers, the 1 million BC Avengers in it. And I realized that I was so far behind on Avengers comics that I had to read an entire run of other Avengers before I had got to the point where we're even talking about these. So I still don't know what's going on with the 1 million BC Avengers. I just know that a flaming Mastodon is like the (laughs) coolest idea ever. Now, what it does mechanically, not the coolest. The retaliation is kind of crap. 
uh, especially like the way they made it work. It sounded like good, probably in theory. You know, they were like, they were sitting down like, ooh, what can we make this con exclusive do? But then I read it and I was like, I don't think this is gonna do what you guys want it to do. Uh, Oops. Yeah, so, that's gonna I upset mean, some people, but it'll keep them happy because it just looks the business. Yeah, dude, it's so cool. It's so <laughs> cool. And like looking at it, it made me. I'm like, oh man. Okay, so on the on the podcast before, I talked about like. Oh, I really want to get these 1 million BC Avengers. They're so cool looking, but they only made, what was it, three of them? We got mm-hmm. Iron Fist, Odin, and uh, Agamotto. Did we get Agamotto? We did at some point, I think. Yeah, so it was very limited, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was like three of the, I think it's like seven. So this pushes us past the tipping point of the 50% of them made. And I'm like, oh, man, do I actually want to pick this up? Because it's possible they might finish out the seven so there's only three more they need to make and i'm like oh do i want to go because it's probably gonna be like 50 or 80 bucks to buy it so i don't know i'm 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 gauging it and before we make it to origins i will have made a decision on you know when i'm gonna pull the trigger and whether i'm going to or not (laughs) but i'm just like oh man it's so cool but if nothing else that has got to be a sweet statue to put in your freaking house yeah, oh, if you're a collector and or if you're a Ghost Rider fan as well, when that goes on the shelf, again, if I'd walked in, I'd be like, what's that? Who is it? Oh, tell me more. Because just, I just can't get over how – they did a really good deal with those um, sculpts for those kind of, <laughs> kind of leads. I mean, like, all of them are pretty strong. Someone's like, oh, what is that? You'd be like, oh, it's just, you know, Ghost Rider on a flaming Mastodon. NBD guy. <laughs> as you do. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's what he does. And you're like, oh, my God, why is this so cool? So – Ah, uh, got my jimmies rustled, man. I was, just, I, was ready to, I was ready to buy it right then and there. Before I even saw what the dial did, I'm like, do I even want to play this thing? Uh, probably not. There are definitely con exclusives I have purchased that I never intended on playing. I, they've never even been brought out of the box for me. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, they're made like to be played. You should at least like, get, <laughs> let them stretch their legs. Right in front of me is a Punisher's van. It has never been opened. And I'm like, I just, I just really like looking at it. Do I want to take it out of the package? I don't know. I got, a, I got a Batman with a bomb up here, um, which you might be able to see in that, on that picture of my command center that I, that I posted uh, of the, okay. the Dialage Studio. So I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. Like I want to buy it just to have it. So, mm-hmm. but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Because you know how. You know how some of these digital sculpts, they look way better as a digital sculpt than what they end up looking yes. in real life? Yep. So... Yeah, it's like when you look at a mem, uh, we go for a cookbook, and you're like, oh, yeah, I can make this. <laughs> and you take a look at the picture, and you look at what's on your plate, and you go, no. I hope Pretty it close. Tastes good. <laughs> so close. Pretty close. Yeah. All right, anything else you want to cover before we move on? I'm clear. That's good. Okay, so now this is technically in the nerd-related realm, but not directly about Heroclix. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because it really much, it it very much is a cautionary tale. Uh, Most people out there, if you play at a local venue, your local venue not only hosts Heroclix stuff, they're going to host other stuff as well, and one of those things is going to be Yu-Gi-Oh! And Yu-Gi-Oh! actually came out... this hurts me to have to say this out loud. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! changed their rule book recently. And the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because I really – I don't think we've ever dealt with this. I, I've never personally dealt with this. 
in all of my years of playing Heroclix, it has never come up. And maybe that should be a huge compliment to all of the Heroclix communities that are out there. But apparently, someone made the decision it's gone too far in the realm of Yu-Gi-Oh! And they needed to step in and do something. So, what was the change of the Yu-Gi-Oh! rulebook? They added a new subsection called Hygiene. <laughs> which, <laughs> God, <laughs> why? Okay, so, it says... Uh, in the rulebook, this is official now. What changed? This is a new section requiring all persons attending a tournament to be clean and wear clean clothing. What does this mean? If you or your clothing is excessively dirty or bad smelling, you can be penalized. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So let's let's unpack a little bit about this. What? Why are we bringing this up? Well, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because this is a cautionary tale. If there is somebody in your local venue that maybe is smelling a little ripe, it's probably not and really not too bad. Apparently, we haven't gotten to that point where we needed to institute or implement something like this in the core rulebook of HeroClix. But it's happening in other games, and if it's happening in other games, then it we run the risk of getting to that point where it ends up in a HeroClix rulebook as well. Now, they don't go into what those penalties are going to be in the game of Yu-Gi-Oh! or whatever, but as a, as a gaming community, don't we want to differentiate ourselves from the other groups of gamers that are out there by not being the smelly guys? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just don't let this happen, right? So It's such an easy fix, though, as well, right? Well, yeah, but... I mean, you shouldn't have to tell an adult to, like, take a shower. But how many times How many times have you seen in actual, actual like, news articles and stuff like that, people, uh, like, Comic-Cons and stuff like that, implementing hygiene uh, standards and people going and volunteering at Comic-Cons and other gaming conventions where they're like, yeah, we passed out 57 hygiene bags today, and they included toothbrushes and toothpaste. And they're like, <laughs> why would you even need to do this? These are adults. They, they should know. They should know. Con exclusive <laughs> soaps. Come and get them. And you're you, like, you, that guy. I got the Superman shirt. You, you're first. Step up. <laughs> so all I'm saying is this is impacting other games. And I have never, just to reiterate a little bit, I have never come across this in the game of Heroclix in all of my years. But if someone out there is experiencing this in their local venue or something like this, you guys need to shut this down now before we start getting looped into the Yu-Gi-Oh crowd. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, no offense if you're also a Yu-Gi-Oh player and you also take showers and stuff like that. This is not for you. <laughs> I'm talking about... Those other people that need to take showers and forgot to take showers. So, uh, Origins is coming up this year. Gamma just passed, but Origins is coming up. And any other tournaments or whatever, just take showers, guys. <laughs> that's my that's my PSA for the week. I've um, got to, I've got to say on the same note, I've been I come from an era where like being a geek, being a nerd. It was, you know, you just didn't really broadcast it. And I'm not one to shy back, but you kind of don't broadcast it. So I don't dress the part and rest And if someone asks me, like, yeah, sure, I read some comics, yada, yada, and off I go. But um, it's a lot more out of the open now, so I think it's great. So I try to, like, you know, dress normal, be normal, rest you know, a little bit of, like, you know, I might have a belt buckle, and I was like, hey, what's that? But so it's been a bit, like, I kind of keep it back. That's my thing, it's my interest, but I don't kind of broadcast it. And then 
when you get things like that and you go down, I'm like, my other half, she'll come to the comic shop with me and she'll be in there two minutes and go, it smells of geek in there. <laughs> <laughs> I have to leave. <laughs> it's like, stop giving uh... us a bad name. <laughs> okay, so there's going to be, if this offended anybody out there, I'm, I'm going to double down. I'm not going to be one of those people that's just going to immediately uh-huh. apologize like everyone apparently does in, in the world nowadays. Um, so, anecdotal story. Uh, I, I went to China for a month, okay? And I had to clean my clothes. And I washed for, my, for an entire month. I washed all of my clothes in a bathroom sink. And I, like, went to a uh, local shop and i just like got the basic laundry detergent that you needed and i hand washed all of my clothes for a month if i can do that you can show up to a tournament having taken a shower okay (laughs) yeah that's yeah (laughs) come on on, guys come on okay well i'm done i'm done ranting do you got anything else (laughs) yeah sorry about that some of you are like just stop just stop uh, do you got anything else, Mr. Jedi Legend? Nope. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, we do. This is, I believe it's the second episode of the month. So as promised, we have a heroic ranking up ceremony. Let's jump into that. We have two people that are actually going to go from the rank of vigilante to protagonist, Ben Umansky and Porcupine Spaceship Grenade. So I would just like to say thank you, gentlemen, for your patronage. And if anybody else out there would like to jump on to Patreon, uh, to our Patreon and get yourself a heroic title like these two men did, you are more than welcome to do that, and you can get your heroic title. But wait, there's more. I put it in order earlier today. And this is going to go to anybody out there that is a patron, has your heroic title. Uh, I put it in order for 25 sets of custom Dial H for Hero Clicks dice. So if you are a patron and you still listen to the show, and well, we appreciate that, we're going to send you those as soon as we get those actually created and sent to my house and stuff like that i put in the order today i don't know how long it's going to take like a week or two but it's expect probably in a like a couple of weeks me start asking all of you guys out there what is your address so i can start sending you dice because i just wanted to show you guys like we really appreciate what you do for the podcast and i thought it would be really cool to just get your own dialage for hero clicks dice you know and you can use them uh whenever you want to and hopefully you'll Get a nice shower and go to your local tournaments with your uh, Dial H for Hero Clicks dice, and then you can roll nothing but double sixes because that is what is almost guaranteed but not really guaranteed with our custom-made dice. <laughs> I can't really promise that. I'm going to feel like I'm going to upset somebody, and they're going to be like, but you said that they would have good luck. Dude, I don't even have good luck. I can't guarantee you good luck. So, all right. Exciting for some of those, but that might be a reason for some of you out there to jump onto our Patreon. Let's jump into the community section. There are dozens of us. Dozens! As always, on Facebook, on Twitter, we put a Community Tuesdays question up every Tuesday. Um, This week's Community Tuesdays question is actually, uh, Mr. Jedi Legend, do you have the Community Tuesdays question pulled up? I do indeed. So what have we got this week? Some of the Connellys this year seem pretty unnecessary or unwanted. So, if you could pick one character to take the place of one of the Connellys this year, 
which character would you may have made and what would they do? So let's start with you, actually. Okay. If you had to replace one, what would you replace it with? So I read half the question. Oops. <laughs> I kind of came back with the part two of the answer. So, um, again, what should they make and what I want made, I think, is how I differentiate this. I went for, I and mean, we haven't seen him yet, I want to see the Knight's End red gold Asbat when he's full on Batman and he's got the, right. the red gold and he's just going all to town and he's ultra violent with it. Everything's bladed. I want right. to see him. And this is, uh, so Asriel, right? The Asriel. Asriel. Yeah. yeah Jean-Paul Valley. Yeah. Um, so that would be very interesting. What was the, uh, do you remember what the storyline was called that he came from? The original story of him, I can't remember, but I know he kind of falls through all the, um, he was around just before night's fall which is kind of how yeah. Batman met him, and he kind of goes, ah, oh, you know, you've got all the training, you've got the right skill sets, you're obviously on the wrong side of the fence, but I can help you. And then he eventually goes, I kind of need you to be Batman. But the original story, um, I can't remember which one he was from now. Let's go back a few years. Okay, okay. Uh, so if I had to replace any one, I think I would just go ahead and replace the Lalandra. We don't really need her. <laughs> um, and then... For reasons mentioned previously, but uh, I think I would probably replace her with another one of the Avengers 1 million BC, uh, probably. Mm -hmm. Now, I know we did get the Magneto that was a phoenix, but there's another phoenix to be made uh, in the 1 million Avengers. So, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, that would have been just sweet. I would have really loved to see that. And I do, it, she would have just been dumb, you know, like just dumb, powerful, like stronger than Magneto level powerful. Why? Because... I mean, she was like the first one, I'm pretty sure. She's the first Phoenix, so let's do this, yeah. Like, Could give her dues, absolutely. There can, there can only be one Magneto, and it's the, the first, so I think that would have been cool. What would um, you, you, you have her do? What would you do? Oh, man. Okay, so I think if you're going to make a, a really, really high point character, what, like in my head, this is what I want to make – but you know it's a it's a phoenix, so it's probably gonna have like some telekinesis anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe maybe I'm just like conflating just Jean Grey and Phoenix, and she wasn't really a Jean Grey. Um, I don't think unless unless I'm just haven't read the storyline and I have no idea what I'm talking about. But like if you do make telekinesis on the character, make her a beat stick and then make telekinesis free, so that you can still use the telekinesis, but you can also use her as an offensive character as mm. well because. Out of the, out of all of the Avengers, the one million BC Avengers, she and like Odin are two of the most powerful ones. So I'd like to make her like a three hundred point dial with. She's Phoenix, so she resurrects all the time. So some kind of like coming back from the dead multiple times, uh, or maybe something similar to the new Captain Marvel that came out in Earth X. I think that would be really cool as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. that would make the mark. That's what she does. So we have a bunch of answers on Facebook. So I'm going to go ahead and start off over here with, uh, let's see, that is going to be super fan Eric Cave said, get rid of Ghost Rider Mammoth. How dare you? <laughs> he, said, he said, add Red Claw. Batman, the animated series, was the only possible time we could get Red Claw, and it was wasted. He takes away the wrong character, but he makes a good argument. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, why don't you hear us with what's going on on Twitter? So there's a couple. Um, I think it was quite as frenetic as it was on Facebook. So we've got Loyal Miller. He ran in with God Doom and Franklin with Galactus. I mean, how epic would it be to get both the Ghost Rider and God Doom the same year when all of us complained about them being missing from previous sets? 
Mm, true story. Uh, Rebecca Tim Romo said Usagi Yojimbo would be awesome. Even linked a nice little picture of him and his katana. So if you don't know who that is, you just need to search it out. There's no real good way to explain this guy. He's a rabbit and he's a samurai. Sure, sure. Um, another one on uh, Twitter was little plastic superheroes. He ran with, oh, just a Doctor Doom. I'll take any Doctor Doom. So he's like, Doctor Doom in general would be nice. Okay, fair enough. You know, actually would have, would have been a very good Doctor Doom when they, after the events of Civil War II in the comics, when Tony Stark is no longer around in the physical, mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Doom decides to pick up and just beat Iron Man. <laughs> so he's like running around in a almost purely metal coated like uh the same color as dr doom not the mm. green but um he actually does have the the cloak on which is really sweet but it's like iron colored iron man in a <laughs> okay. dr doom cloak it's really sweet that'd be a really cool uh Connelly. Yep. uh steven mcneil said i'd like a pack to recreate uh this scene of the venom t-rex chasing old man logan and hawkeye from the old man logan series <laughs> Repaint of the Devil Dino, Dino and Spider Buggy from Avengers Infinity with an old man Hawkeye. That is such a good idea. That would be such a crazy, like, action pack. That'd be quite cool. That'd be quite cool. Yeah, I'm in for that. As uh, we hit Twitter again. Yeah. Collectible, he's going to go with the Sin Eater. And he wants it so that he generated copycat pog, have shape change, and stealth that opposing characters can't ignore. He finds it odd that it's never been made. After all, Eddie Brock's reporting on his copycat, and it's what gets him fired, and then leads on to him becoming Venom. So, yeah, story-themed intro there. You know, he actually... Um, this is... what is, is he Citizen? Is it Citizen Collectible? Uh... Or no, it's vigilante collectible. He he always comes up with these like really awesome like background story because like he loves all the background stories and mm-hmm. stuff and links all this like really obscure stuff that you wouldn't really think about. So I always love getting answers from him. Tyler Murin said, "Pull dupe and give us Godspeed from DC Rebirth." Okay. Not what I would do, but okay, that's cool. Everyone's everyone's <laughs> got a right to an opinion, right? Um, okay, back on Twitter, we've got little plastic superheroes. He would drop Bombshell Raven, and he'd replace it with a really strong pickup Paramezo running at a 300, 200, and 100 point starting lines. Cracking idea. Yeah. I remember the original Amazo being, like, really, really powerful back mm-hmm. in the day. So oh, was he was deadly. Good stuff. Matthew Armour said the Kyle Rayner could just not uh, could just have it not been made. Instead, they should have made a colossal absorbing man just to set up for Marvel's Universe X set. Hopefully, they will make that set. Uh, it's possible. Uh, I think it would be really interesting if we got a um, another. There's just so many colossals that they could make that they haven't. So I think it was probably a good idea with this new X Men animated set to make it kind of like Avengers Infinity, but they could continue that little trend and make another set with like uh, Paradise X or Universe X, and they could make more Colossals in there. So I think that would be a good idea, actually. Yeah, I'd like to see more Colossals where they kind of they can take on they're like a one-man army, they can take on teams of things, because it's great like going monster hunting and trying to drag down this huge beast, like this massive Colossus of an animal or whatever, you know, a super-empowered guy or girl, and you just, yeah, this little team is going to take it down somehow. I want to see that on the dial. Uh, so back on Twitter, I kind of chipped in with my one with like, what would you do? Because I hadn't given it any thought. Um, so I'd said this is literally off the cuff. Like, ah, oh, I need something. Obsession tokens where you kind of earn them somehow and then you remove them and you get like plus one to your attack, but you gain battle fury. 
because it's kind of the Jean Paul Valley thing kicking in there. Okay, so for the Asbats, he just goes like berserker mode. Yeah, basically. Right uh tristan campo said i want a doom Patro- doom patrol ellie set and make it after the dc universe show you could even make a danny the street map we need more weird in hero clicks we do need more weird in hero clicks we do we got we have got a danny the street map already we do yeah there's one oh, well, you... i can't remember which set it's a, maybe 18 months maybe two years old Okay, okay. If anybody out there knows where that map came from, you want to tweet in or message in on uh, Facebook, let us know, and we'll see if we can hook him up with that info. Cool. Uh, last one on the tweets is from Ronnie, and he said he would like he would have liked to see a Brolin Thanos clicks. Ooh, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be so good. You know, I, I believe it or not, I don't think that – well, I pretty much this is across the board. The MCU characters – are like really powered down mm. versions of the comic book versions of themselves. So like that Thanos from from the MCU, he's just not that powerful. Like he doesn't really do that much in the movies. It seems like he does because they give him so much screen time, but he doesn't really do much as far as offensive capabilities. So I don't think it would be a very like high point character to get. I think it would be really cool to get him, but he wouldn't do much. Is that just me? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he doesn't need to. He's kind of earned his spot at the top, hasn't he? So he's got armies, armies of killers. He's got his like four horsemen types that run in and do the job. He like kind of enlisted Loki. So he kind of sat at the top of the tree. And I think, ah, oh, you, you're more with the black. Is it the Black Order? Yeah, I love the yeah. Black Order. Who's the guy with telekinesis? Uh, the one with telekinesis. And then the, the needles. Oh, okay. Strange. So, okay. So he doesn't actually have telekinesis in the comics. That's the version okay. of the Black Order that okay. I love the most. Um, so that's going to be Ebony Maw. Ebony Maw. Okay. So even he sums up like Thanos. He's like, you know, fighting the Hulk. He's like, no, no, he's got this. Not a problem. And you can see the turn of the fight. And I thought that summed it up quite well. He doesn't have to lift a finger, but if he wants to, yeah, it's going to go down. Okay. So he does actually stomp the Hulk into the ground mm. at the very beginning of the movie. So, I mean, like. Like, he whips him so bad that the Hulk doesn't even want to come out. <laughs> like, I mean, that's... Okay, all right. Uh, moving on. We have uh, Justin Quinn Honeycutt said, Old Man Bullseye. And I don't even know where that's from. Do you know where that's from? Old Man Bullseye. No, I couldn't place it. I was, like, running through my mind. I could work out Old Man Hawkeye. I could pick up a couple of stories for him. But the Old Man Bullseye, no, I hadn't come across it yet. Gotcha. We saw it more on Twitter? Mm-hmm. that's it that's for the tweets all done okay all right we will uh see if we can hammer through the rest on facebook we have sexy ranch hand 2.0 chance mccall said i'd replace anything if it meant getting a sweet cobra commander piece <laughs> <laughs> we really meant they missed man that's <sighs> whiz kids downstairs mix up of the decade not getting gi joes into hero clicks uh jeff farrow said throw out rainer and p- replace with this and it, he, he did link a picture uh, of the Edge of Spider-Geddon, issue number four. Meet the mysterious Spider-Man who changes the course of Spider-Geddon. It's, it's Spider-Man with, like, six arms and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but a version of it that I've never seen before. Uh, Tivis Jacob Sloan said, wait, people were unhappy? Lol, <laughs> I saw many saying it had to be an April Fool's joke because it's too uh-huh. good to be true. Okay, all right, fair enough. I mean, we did get a dupe on a motorcycle with a tiger, mm-hmm. so that's pretty legit. <laughs> uh, 
David Herberger said, not excited about a Lalandra. This man has the right answer, just saying. But would be excited about Dr. Savannah with a Mr. Mind Pog. Uh, Dr. Savannah, if you don't know, is the antagonist of the new Shazam movie. And uh, Mr. Mind is actually in the movie. I don't want to spoil anything, but he's in the movie. So uh, you can go seek that out. Uh, Matthew Esch said, I'm fine with that Kyle Rayner. Everything else, I don't give up. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Jake Robinson said, Turtles anything, maybe 2012 April. That would be very fun. I'm very surprised we did not get a 2012 April. Yeah, full of guns at it. We got 2012 Irma. Mm-hmm. Who is Irma? Why did we even get that? We, like, Whatever. Uh, you know, honestly, I shouldn't, I shouldn't complain about the fact that they gave us a, a figure that we never would have gotten otherwise. Um Jeff Poyer said, instead of Lilandra, uh, oh, by the way, this is Citizen Jeff Poyer, uh, he did create, is this creator? I don't know if he made this or not. Um, Umar, which, let me see if I remember who this is. Is Umar the sister of Dormammu, I think, if I'm remembering that correctly? I was going to say Nebula, but again, I'm not going to commit to that. (laughs) I think, I think... I think she is. I think she's the okay. sister of uh, of uh, Dormammu. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm you know, I'm just going to stick with that and we'll see <laughs> who corrects me. If there's anything I've learned about the internet is that if you they, someone will not say a single word to you for 2 years, they'll be like, "I've been listening to you for 2 years, <laughs> but you messed this up, so I needed to let you know." <laughs> yep. Dip out pretty quickly. I I have you know, good sir, that is not true. Mm, that's uh, it happens. <laughs> So, okay, well, thank you, everybody, for jumping on to this week's Community Tuesday's question. Um, we do have some more in the community, so let's jump into a Malcolm Rush question block. So we don't actually have a like huge list of questions what malcolm rush wanted us to do this week was to rank all of the powers like on how good they were as a color so we you know we looped all of them in together so like all the reds all the yellows all the way down and we gave them what we did off air just to save a little bit of time was uh, jedi legend and i we went through them and gave them a numerical value between one and ten based off of how we thought each power ranked out on like good versus bad we universally agreed that earthbound neutralized was our you know it was our measuring rod for mm-hmm. our one um and then our our ten we had con- i wouldn't say conflicting but a different <laughs> difference of uh thought on what was a ten what was a ten in your head the the instant ten for me was going to be sidestep i love it Okay, ten for ten for you on sidestep. Mine was probability control. Mm-hmm. Those are two different colors, though. So uh, ranking every single power, we added them up across the color, and then kind of saw what ended up being on top as far as uh, the colors go. Um, and this is kind of how it broke down. I'm not going to go into every single color, um, like every single power, and what we gave them or anything. But coming in at dead last. <laughs> was orange because leap and climb is so much garbage in my head that i gave it 
a three, and that mm-hmm. <laughs> just drove everything into the ground. And uh, for Battle Fury, you gave a, a two, and that also drove it into the ground. I thought Battle Fury was a little bit better than a two. I think I gave it a six. But overall, it, just orange powers are not as useful as some of the other powers. So on the bare, at the, on the far end of the scale, orange is going to be the least of the useful powers. Um, as far as the top tier color goes, it was actually a tie. Do you have do yeah do you have a uh, do you have a guess on what the two colors were? I think black is got to be up there, and probably brown because they have some it, you have some pretty heavy hitters in there. You nailed it, absolutely one hundred percent. It was definitely uh, black and brown. I mean, Alwit and Perplex, you and I both across the board gave it like high scores yeah. on that. Um, if mind control and incapacitate hadn't weighted down that light blue color sure probability control would have you know would have brought blue back up but it ended up being mid-range but i mean hypersonic speed perplex are just so good i actually love poison now i used to hate poison uh it just was not useful but now because you can trigger it in the middle of your turn changes how it works entirely and just became so much better so brown ended up being just an amazing color and everyone knows it just stealth and outwit are amazing um <laughs> just they're just so good just both of them are so good there's never a time when i'm upset when i have outwit on a dial there's never mm-hmm. a time when i have stealth on a dial that i'm upset about it i maybe be like well i wish i had stealth and charge or stealth and running shot but you're like i'm i mean stealth is good it is good. Oh, I mean, the ability not to be targeted. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, it's it's a strong power for a pretty passive power. Okay. Well, there is the answer to that. Let's jump over to uh, – we actually have a couple of birthdays this week. And as always, if you or someone in your local gaming group or some one of your loved ones wants a shout-out on the podcast with one of those sexy, happy Arabian birthdays, you can just let us know who it is, when it was, and we will give that to them. Um, the birthdays this week are actually going to go to Matty G., uh, we didn't get a birthday date on that, but happy birthday, Maddie G. And then our C- our citizen, Tiamu, had um, had a son this uh, earlier this month, and we didn't get to it last episode because I, this is my fault. I forgot to mention to Calder that there was the birthday, but did want to give a uh, happy birthday to his newborn son. His name, and I, I apologize if I am butchering this, but I, I believe it's Vico. He's Finnish. I, I don't know. Everything over there is like way too cool for me to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> so um, happy birthday, you guys. And if I can find it on here, I'll give you a happy birthday as soon as I find it. It may be here in a minute. Yeah, congratulations. Um, actual birthday. Wow. Yeah, that is that's very true. Uh, and then also uh, I'll, I'll play that for you in a minute as soon as I find it because I'm all out of sorts right now. But since we have – Jedi Legend on the podcast. I'm going to go ahead and play Jedi Legend's Heroclix Tip of the Week. Help you, I can. Take you to your destination, I will. What is it? Tell me. (laughs) I have so many. I try to run off a list. I think this week was something along the lines of telekinesis-based, but I can't remember the specifics. It's quite a niche power. There's like a lot of little moving parts to it. So I broke down like little bits from it. Okay, I think I found it. Here we go. Heroclix, tip of the week. Did you know? Even when you're based with an opposing piece, you can use the telekinesis range attack with an object on an opponent. Hmm. 
Mm. This is the first one I got back because it gets a, it, there's a bit of activity. People look at it, read it. You get a few likes and retweets of it, which is nice. This is the first one that came back that put it in question, which was quite. I, I was like, ooh. Have I actually, have I, have I tripped up? Have I actually, I knew it was going to happen one day and it was from Kenji and he was like, I'm not sure it works with the new rules, dude. Uh, pretty sure. So I went back and I thought, okay, that's fair. I'll take it on board. I have a little look. And thankfully there's a, when it's just symbols like the pictures and it's the, the circle circle with the arrow running through it and the targeting one. And it does mean you can use range when you are based. Okay. Close call. So I, I did want to ask you while we were on this topic, uh -huh. how do you always come up with all of these Heroclix tips of the week? Um, it's something I just thought I'd start doing because way back when, at my comic shop, I used to kind of like help run and organize all the Heroclix and the games. So a lot of it was on me to kind of go and follow up on the rules, which was fine because I kind of picked up the game quite blindly and I read through the rules and I worked out for myself, made some epic fails along the way. So now when I'm moving through it because there's so many changes and you get questions and you know, the rules from this and that. And I mean, I'm, I'm a terror. I'm a terror for it because I'll remember rule. I remember more than I've forgotten or I've forgotten more than I can remember. And I'll think, yeah, no, no, it definitely does this. And if you read it up like, oh, no, that's 2014. Oh, dude, that's 2005. So I find it quite good to try and stay on top because if I don't know the people I'm playing with, there's a strong chance they don't read the rules. So they need someone that does. And like, so I follow it up everywhere and I quite like getting little things off you know, YouTube or the realms, anywhere I can get little, little nuggets. Or if I find them myself, I kind of know it down. So I've got a you know, couple of huge lists with just little tidbits. Okay. Okay. Um, so I don't think this is my fault. I think <laughs> the sound, the sound bite for happy Arabian birthday has no longer where it was, so it, like it's been deleted from the source. So I don't have that, but I will play some sound bites that I know have been requested over the what year or now that I've been doing a uh, soundboard that people seem to really like and enjoy. So hopefully this makes some people happy out there. This little hodgepodge of stuff I'll put together real quick. I like turtles. Oh my god! Woo! Listen to that horn! You see my downstairs mix-up? Yeah, I didn't ask to see that, did I? <laughs> I'm all grand! And let's just go ahead and end it with a celebration. wife is actually singing that in the background as I play that. Um, so <laughs> uh, I will see if I can lock down. I, I know it's recorded on our old podcast, so I'll see if I can go back and get that. And uh, it'll be on the next birthday that is out there. Apologize for that, guys. Um, okay. I don't think that I have anything else that I wanted to talk about on the podcast other than to say thank you very much, Jedi Legend, for coming on. We really appreciate it. And we always really appreciate all of your Heroclix tips that you give us every week and being part of the community, man. Yeah, no worries. It's always good fun. I will seek out anyone that wants to talk Heroclix and chew their ear off at my leisure. Right on. Uh, if people are going to seek you out on Twitter, where, where can they see you? Uh, yes, yeah, so Twitter. I am on Facebook, but in terms of like tips of the week and stuff, I tend to be a little bit more prevalent on Twitter than anywhere else. Like most of my posts are either rants and raves and complaints to companies or just hear clicks, chatter, banter, retweets. Love it. 
Do you ever do you ever uh, complain at WizKids? I'm just curious. <laughs> oh, dude, this show is just about to get a hell of a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you so, know what? That'll be a yeah. good reason to bring you back onto the podcast in the future, and we can just have like a rant episode. It's not like it's unheard of in the history of this uh-huh. podcast. Uh-huh. So um, we do really appreciate you coming on, man. Um, and as always, you can follow us if you're searching Dial H on Twitter. There's going to be at Dial H for HeroClicks. That is the number four. Just search Dial H for HeroClicks on Facebook. You can send an email to us at Dial H, uh, H for HeroClicks at gmail.com. And uh, as a reminder, uh, Dial H for HeroClicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of your latest HeroClix singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com and use code DIAL5 for 5% off of your order. Thanks, guys. Talk to you guys later. Nice, 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 nice.